Oh my God, 28. Well, so welcome to Soul Palette. Once again, we are here to talk to you and bring black and brown faces, our faces, to the table to taste spirits, normalize the black and brown palette, and then get into the tea of the industry, honey. So welcome. And my name is Capri Robinson. I um, have been in the industry now for about nine years, and I've been a server, I've been a bartender, I've been a head bartender. Uh, now I work on different projects that uh, kind of um, speak to the culture of the industry, speak to um, putting black and brown faces to the forefront of the industry. Uh, so I guess I'm a motivator. Yes. <laughs> a founder of Chocolate Best, which is a nonprofit. I am um, the founder of Empowering the Diner. I, uh, at the moment, am a Back to Black organizer, Eater's New Guard 20 2021. Um, a couple other things. Check me out at my Instagram <laughs> and get into me. Yes, get into sis. Okay. Um, how do I follow up to that one? Well, I'm Demetha Jones. Yes. Um, I've been in hospitality officially ten years um, since 2011, and I've done a lot of things. Started pretty much in catering. Um, have been through all types of bars in the DC area, literally like every category of bar, um, from sports bar to whiskey bar, to beer focused bar, to multiple crap cocktail spots, steakhouses, whatever, um, <laughs> political spots, like all the, all the things. Um, so I've been out here in these streets. I own my own business, Distilled. Um, I'm also operations director for Spirits Retailer Sealbox. I am also a member of the Council yeah. <laughs> Council of Tasters <laughs> for the Ascot Awards. Shout out to Fred Minnick. Um, yeah. And now, Soul Palapod. So yes. There we go. Future podcaster. Woo! Bitch. We're so happy to be here. This is so awesome. I cannot wait for y'all to just go on the journey of how this podcast grows yeah man. i'm excited we're starting from the ground up so yes y'all will be a part of the journey with us from the very beginning which mm -hmm. is pretty cool and nerve-wracking so <laughs> it is the perfectionism is like oh god from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> through the errors yeah all the things all yes. of the things but so, we learning you know yeah for sure and you know it's gonna be so great to look back when look back at this yeah so. Okay. So, um, essentially every, every single episode, we're going to be covering a different spirit category or categories. It just depends. Um, so far we've been focusing on one specific category per episode. This one is no different. Um, we're going to be focusing on American single malts, which is my favorite whiskey category right now. So I wanted to pull out all of the faves that I have. Um, yeah. And yeah. So American single malts is not technically a legally... Uh, enforced category of whiskey like bourbon and rye is um, so there is a commission that actually kind of enforces some rules in terms of establishing consistency across the category but right now it is not a legal thing the way bourbon and rye is in the US mm. so this is just a really fun really fun category to get into all of the all of the distilleries that we're going to be tasting through are actually following the guidelines under the American Single Mold Whiskey Commission. So they will have that consistency in terms of meeting the requirements that have been established for this category. 
Um, but that, but everything else outside of the category is kind of free range in terms of what they do with it um, to establish the standard of identity for American single malts. Um, one, it has to be made from 100% malted barley. Two, it has to be distilled entirely at one distillery, similar to Baldwin and Bond. Um, three, mashed, distilled, and matured in the United States. Four, mature in oak casts of a capacity not exceeding 700 liters. So, yes, the size of your barrels actually really matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, distilled to no more than 160 proof, a.k.a. 80% ABV. And bottled at uh, 80 ABV, or sorry, 80 proof or more. So, at a minimum of 40% ABV, at a minimum of 80 proof. Uh, is what it has to be followed at. So that is the, the standard that has been set so far for American single malt whiskeys. We've got a really fun lineup of them, how we're going to be sipping through them, just so that everyone can follow from your left looking at us to the right. We're going to be tasting from our left to the right. Uh, and we just wanted to start closest to home with Virginia Distillery, who furthest from home, and Portland, Oregon at Westward. Yeah. So, yeah. That is where we are starting in terms of with the sips. So Love it. Let's do a little cheers with our water. Just yes, like water cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. cheers. That would make a good cheers sound. Stop saying we're clicking alcohol. <laughs> also, anyone who decides to watch this and like taste through some things with us, have some water on the side. Right now we have a dropper for diluting our whiskey as we're chasing through it. That's going to open up the flavors of your whiskey, especially if you're dealing with something of a higher proof. Um, it kind of helps to bring out those flavors that would otherwise be masked by the proof and like the heat and all that oak that would kind of lay on the top of that. The water will help kind of bring that to the surface. So, yes. A nice little tip in the front end for you. Absolutely. If you're chasing through something as you're like watching and or listening to us. Yes. And one of the biggest things about our show is that if you're tasting with this or next to us tasting, when we taste, we say exactly what's on our mind. So first we bring it to the nose, we smell, shoot out whatever it brings to you. Then we take it to your palate or your tongue, taste, and you just shoot out the thoughts that come to you because that's the only way that you're going to know what you like, we're going to know what we like, and we get to hear some fun things about the black and brown palate. That's what's going to make us unique. Yeah, exactly. Right. So first we sip. Yeah, exactly. Start with the Virginia Distilling. So okay. this one is actually one that we had in Silvox. This is a Scotch Trooper collab. Okay. So this was finished in Cuvée casks. Oh. It smells Cuvée. like honey to me. The Cuvée is a wine. It's like sparkling, right? I think so. Like a sparkling wine? Yep. In Champagne, sometimes we're producing sparkling wines. Okay. Uh, the traditional method cuvee also refers to the best grape juice from the gentle pressing of the grapes. Okay. All right. So it's got some good stock. Long story short. Right. But you can kind of smell that wine is coming you off. You definitely get like wine fruits. It's definitely mm -hmm. a red wine. Yeah. And usually and when I say red wine, I'm talking like white plum, maybe mm -hmm. some dark cherry. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm getting baking spices. I'm getting a little bit of nutmeg. I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon when I smell it. All right, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna sit. Yeah. One thing that I just always love in a single malt is the notes of, and it's different different versions of it, but notes of chocolate and coffee are always like I was gonna say identifiers. Thing. There's so many spectrums of it. Like you can yes. have 
fresh coffee bean before it even goes in the grinder. You can have ground up coffee beans, which is going to be a little more pungent because now it's been agitated and, and oxidated and what's it, oxidized, whichever word. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of run through the gamut a bit by being grounded up and that's an even more pungent kind of taste and smell and then you've got like the actual spit coffee beans that have already been ground up and, and roasted yeah which is a whole different thing this is giving me more fresh coffee bean though mm -hmm. it's much lighter like just opening the bag yeah literally <laughs> like you crack the bag open and you're just taking a whiff and the chocolate that it gives me ooh with the water that just opens some stuff up you see, Virginia distillery is what. Dare I say, like thin. overcooked pear might be tripping, but like an overcooked like pie. It's definitely got a fruity, kind of fruity profile to it. Wow, and then the water opened up for me a little bit of licorice from the nose, personally. That water did open it up a lot. It's it's like almost a little bit different. <laughs> it is kind of like I don't even know if yes, cooked pears, but because it's almost giving me like if pear, like if I was making like a pie, right? Mm -hmm. and that crust kind of burnt on the outside yes. but also had pear on it it's like that that <laughs> no but literally like, you understand what i'm saying it's yeah. that because it's like cooked but it's also like it's not burnt as in torch right. but it's got like a burnt kind of essence to it, it in a good way that in a good way that caramel that that smoky caramelized um, yeah. kind of kind of taste to it for sure yes Just that is so spot. tasty Virginia Distillery has not disappointed me yet. I worked in, um, when I was still an ambassador for Owl's Brew, and I worked, I forgot what the name of the festival was, but it was in Baltimore. And um, Virginia Distillery was right next to me. And they were still relatively new at the time, because they were like kind of just introducing their initial lineup at the time, and their shit was really good then. I mean, they already, they just started out the gate with some really nice. Just taste. And they already just strictly focused on single malls, so. Yes. I like it that really it's not nice giving me, like, so recently, y'all, whiskey has been giving me, like, heartburn immediately. Like, I'm, like, coming up hot over here in this area. And that did not do that for me. And I love that. Yeah. And I appreciate that a lot. Especially when we're tasting, like, some higher proof stuff. Yeah, which we happen to do a lot of Ciroc, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Lovingston, Virginia is where that distillery is. Okay. Yeah, need to sure. figure out how to get out there. <laughs> One of these days, we're gonna we're gonna make our rounds. Okay. We're, we're definitely about to make we'll our rounds. We'll see you. So. All right. All so right. Let's get to our next yes, coming up. You win it or not? <laughs> okay. This section is where we talk about certain things that are happening in the industry and if we're with it or not. Um, and and in the world too, in the not world, even just industry, because yeah. kind of the world dynamics period already affect the industry directly. As exactly. we can see, like if COVID taught us nothing else, it was that it was going to directly affect the hospitality industry. Seriously, which ripple affected into everybody else's kind of life. But yeah, so you wouldn't know. Well, it can start very, very kind of out there in general, but then get very specific to the industry very quickly. Yes, so, for sure. Well, my first, are you with it or no? The world opening back up. <laughs> As an unvaxxed person? <laughs> yeah. I actually am and also not. Like, I'm very ready for the world to open back up. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to be back out in the streets, vax or no vax. But I just, I'm not ready for 100% capacity <laughs> places. Only it because. It went to zero to 100 real, real quick. Really fast. And my only thing is, 
I actually like it at the capacity that it was just as a standard. Yes. Like, I don't need a 100% capacity to place it at 3%. I understand that capitalism needs it. Tells us, you know, <laughs> if the fire department says you can fit 250 motherfuckers in here, that's who you fit in here. But I don't personally ever want to be around 249 other motherfuckers. <laughs> like, wow. Not particularly. So I really enjoyed the quarter capacity, half capacity. Like, that was nice. It was really great. I like being forced to be separated from people. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to hear my neighbor's conversation at their table. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want their chair to bump into mine whenever they have to get up to pee. Yeah. I like the space and the boundaries that are set due to fucking COVID, which should have just been boundaries that were set anyway, <laughs> which is brings it all like into the into into front street that just America really doesn't give a fuck at all about people at all. We saw that at the beginning. We saw that. America doesn't give a shit. Not a goddamn one. Like what? Oh God. I mean, so it's bittersweet though. Yes, I'm ready yes. to be back outside. I yeah, I mean, for sure. A year is a long time. A little over a year is a long time. But at the same time, it was the way, especially here in DC, how it was like we all had 25 percent, and now in two weeks we everybody's back 100. <laughs> like restaurant went to 100 percent out of nowhere. I'm not with it in the facts of on the industry side, people were not prepared. People were That's not prepared what I was just thinking all. to myself, like. How does the industry prepare for after you've gotten in this habit now, months of being just having to prepare to do something at twenty five percent capacity? Yeah. Now in two weeks you got to scramble to make sure you're ready for hundred percent. Like, like, huh? So nobody's <laughs> buying shit in surplus right now while they're not making the money to. Support when I say motherfuckers is running out, yeah, you're running out of supplies, you run out of liquor, running out of everything. everything. You've changed your inventory. You've changed your staffing processes. You've changed everything to fit this to survive. And then the government's like, "Boop, we back." And you're like, "No, we're not. No, we're not, <laughs> honey. We're not back. We need not to quite. Can we?" We're the we'll same way y'all crawled out of it, let's crawl let's back, crawl back into, into it. The fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, God. That's but the one thing I'm not with. I'm not with that. I've been creeping back out slowly but surely. Like yeah. A brunch lunch, slash lunch here. Yeah. A dinner there. <laughs> Drinks here. Sprinkle in. I thought about potentially uh, visiting Greg this evening on my way home. Okay. Because he's continuing to threaten to curse me out. Oh, Greg's not going to be there tonight. Oh, you're like, oh, good. I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> to stop. Greg took the weekend off. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, good for him. Yes. Good for you, Greg. This is like, we'll get into the places we have been lately since, yes. since outside has been open. But we're going to wait for our later segment on that. Right. Okay. So. But like, industry nights. Now, have you been to an industry night, though? Last night. night. Okay, how was it? It was... At Service Bar. Okay, that's a good place to yes. start again. Okay, and they did an awesome thing. Before they opened all the way back up to Mar today, mm -hmm. they did a friends and family and personally text people and said, hey, we're doing this. We're not open to the full public just for y'all. Didn't oh even know. See, I didn't know who I needed to know to get in on these text messages. Drinks were $2 each. Didn't even know. Didn't even know we walked in. That shit is beautiful. That's dangerous. Uh, I no one knew until you got your check. 
So I was so ordering it as regular. Ordering. But that's great though. Because you know what? It's also modifying people's intake. Mm. Like, don't tell them it's going to be as cheap as it is. Yeah. But then they get that pleasant surprise at the end. It was like, so nice. And it was so it was nice. It was good to see people. Mm-hmm. But I know that that place is never going to be like that ever again. It's never going to have that much space in it ever again. It's going to be balls to the wall. Many, how many people so, were like, was it totally you think you had to I think we, because I think their capacity in there is like 75 or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's small in there, right? I think it was probably like 40. Nice. That's it good was good my room space. Three people, people were walking sit. around. People I mean, could, yeah. people were excited. I mean, screaming, oh, cheering. That's a good it was, night. It was really nice. Um, and so, but I've also been seeing it all over the Instagrams, right? Mm-hmm. A brand doing an a industry night here. Someone just texted me about an industry night on Tuesday. There was an email like, about yeah. an industry like happy hour slash free meal or whatever. And like, we like, all of which has been nice. I think it's going to be more than it was. Yeah. <laughs> it is, because people are going to be playing catch up from the past yes. year. Like, yes. People have been doing shit virtually, but it's not the same. It is not It's the definitely same. not the same impact. It's not the same, like, conveying energy. It's just not the same. Raps, I'm sure, are, like, excited to get back out here and get, behind, like, in actual bars and, like, sitting at people's bars and doing the whole spiel and things. I think it's going to be a lot of that, mm-hmm. like, overkill. We about to see it. So I'm with it. Industry I'm nights I've missed. Night yeah, so. I've missed industry nights for sure. I thought it was gonna be overwhelming. Like I do get into my head sometimes. I'm like, oof, I'm gonna have to say hi to all these people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was really nice to see the people that I saw. Mm-hmm. I'm like old school people that I look up to too, you know, and Ooh, like like, like Vance Henderson, Ooh. McGarrett being there. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love Rachel Clay. Oh, hearing people's where they at now where they not at now yeah that was nice so what you doing now oh you not do what you not with so and so yeah it was real cool you know and shout we about to see we about to see people came out last night it was a really good that's industry night text you can let me know i got I you get them type of text i got so, you i don't know enough reps that's my issue <laughs> well, or I might know them, know of them, and vice versa, but just not right. me personally. I'm trying to keep. No, the more bar owners we know, the better. Which will also get yes. into this one. So let's try number two. So okay. This one, Great Wagon Road, is. I know. So this one, and this will be a testament to color and kind of like things to look at when you're mm-hmm. trying something with a special finish. This is an American single malt coming out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, their standard, their flagship single malt, the Rua single malt, is like one of the top sellers um, at Silvox for a minute. Called it Whiskey of the Year, I think. Wow. Like Twenty, either twenty nineteen or twenty twenty, um, and it's just really good. So we had a Silvox select about two years ago, and um, it was with this. One of them was this sherry cast finish. So, as you can see, I don't have much of it left. Mm. <laughs> okay. I've been, yeah. been holding on to this shit for two years. Wow. It smells amazing. You definitely get that sherry raisin and nuttiness mm-hmm. on there. Super sweet and, like, aged. Yes. A little bit of, like, leather leather notes even on the nose. Mm, I'm like getting plum mm-hmm. for sure. What were you about to say? You say leather and then what? No, I'm just going to say, like, 
like not even worn leather, like fresh, like just took it out of the wrapping type. Real stiff. Literally, literally like real stiff. You need to bend it to like put it on your back type leather. Yes. That's what it's giving. <laughs> a little bit of milk chocolate undertone mm. for me too. Which I feel like I don't get a lot, which is not nice, a lot right? of milk chocolate. It's always a very dark, dry, dry. chocolate. Mm-hmm, real deep. But this is giving a little sweeter, a little lighter, mm, almost coconut. like out of nowhere. Yes. Wow. It's yes. It's coconut. like coconut oil for me to be. Yeah, exact. literally. Literally. Wow. Mm, it's almost now like that I hair. said it, I can't take it back. It's like what my hair would smell like. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to the black one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Tasting. I can sit here and smell for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. When they say pronounced, that is it. Mm-hmm. This is giving pronounced. It is watering my mouth. Yep. It is my watering the front warming. of my tongue. The tip of my tongue. A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit of dryness at the end. Where the finish wow. is still long, but so when tasting yeah, that it dries out, it was kind of fruity on the beginning for me, very quickly, like red fruits, and then out of nowhere, very dried out, giving me chocolate. Not me off, girl. Yeah, it's not me off, A little water for your daughter. Cause you look at their feet. <laughs> and that's that. Oh, shit. I just like the thing about okay, y'all. Sorry, going back to our legendary <laughs> pose about ballroom and these houses is giving very bring it on. It's giving very. I need a group. I need a group where we walk up and say bitch and then walk off on your ass. Like, like need, shit. Like we need <laughs> coordinated <laughs> coordinated movement, coordinated entrance and exit, yes. bitch. Yes. Oh, that is the word. God, I mean, like, a group just knows how to come and walk and sit. Yes, and it's the cohesiveness for yes. me. Pull up the menus. Oh, I yes. need that in my life. <laughs> I need that so much. It's just so great. Ooh. One of these days, yeah, we'll catch the behind the scenes when we finally go to a bowl. Oh! And this is going to happen. I want to go okay. in New York. Like, I want to go New York ballroom, like, completely dive in. When we go, we thing. should try to figure it out. Oh, for sure. Because I think the city's, I mean, by that time the city's open. So. It's going to be open. We can definitely It's going to be back. Because we're going to, uh, yeah, it's going to be. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I don't we'll know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll see. We're going to figure it out, y'all. It's going to be super underground, underground. But by the time we release this, maybe we'll have some some listeners oh, and watchers with, who are yes. hip to the scene and can get us hit. We're going to throw that get out there in, now. Get us in the team. Please get us hit. Because we have all the respect for ballroom. Oh, my gosh. So Seriously. I just want to bear witness. The water opened it up a bit. It's still yeah. very tannic, which I don't mind tannic because yes. I love red wine. I get really sweet cherries. Yes. It's a pretty prominent flavor with the water. Mm-hmm. I even get orange oils. Yes. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. A lot of orange a oil. A lot of orange oil. Like, yes. I just kept zesting mm. fucking peels back to back. Like, it's giving wow, that. Wow, it does. Mm-hmm. That is tasty. It's really good. I'm doing a pretty good job of preserving my bottles. Oh my gosh, y'all. She does not drink her bottles. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you walk in the house. Guess, you walk in my house. It's like, you got a drop left? I got a drop left. <laughs> you walk it's in the house. It's like so like, much new shit that comes like, up on a weekly basis. It's like, she goes to the back of the 
Yeah, I definitely <laughs> know how to hide bottles from myself. For fucking sure. Because I will tuck the ones I love all the way to the back and forget that I even have them. Forget. Like, forget, y'all. Last time I was like, oh, I forgot I had this. Bitch, yes. That's how you keep them for two years. I'm That's how you happen. collect. That's real collecting. For sure, because I can't replace this bottle. Right. Like, there's, certain, there's only certain bottles I'm about to share. Okay. I'm not sharing on my bottles. <laughs> you don't appreciate the good bouquet mm-hmm. off of a, of a pour of Rua Singles. Listen. I'm probably not going to pour it for you because right. I need the whole, I need the, all the theatrics. I need the whole thing. <laughs> it's the theatrics for That's me. It's the theatrics for me. Shout out to Sister Rose Shante. Yes. For the theatrics. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Yeah. You need to get industry night. Oh, you know, I got you. I need to get industry night. I, I definitely am now that most, I don't know why other people getting back somehow makes me feel better because it really doesn't make a difference for my life. Except for the fact that more people are going to be around me maskless, which is actually scarier. Yeah. But I don't know. I've already had my one, my yeah. run in with the vid. So I guess Here we go. it's just kind of like. At some point, the world has to renormalize. Yeah. And the vaccinations aren't changing the rate that COVID is going to be contracted. No. If anything, we might see another spike because people are more comfortable. Yep. <sighs> and so there's that It part. just falls in line with but all the like other Everybody who's concerned about their health and feels at risk or whatever is getting vaccinated. Those who don't feel as at risk or whatever are not. Yes. Or have just been there and kind of done that with dealing with COVID or whatever or not. So... We about to see how it kind of balances out this this whole concept of herd immunity is like very interesting mm. to say the least, and I'm gonna keep it that interesting. <laughs> I really don't know what else to say about that shit. Like, at all. <laughs> at right. At all. So what's our next segment? We got so our third segment mm. is gonna be called What's Tea. And so that is really going to be a combination of things. So really just about things recently that have either come out in the news that have to do with industry or could um, directly, indirectly affect industry or um, not or and things that we are currently either listening to or watching mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. All of that will kind of fall under what's tea. Um, typically because all those type of things are things that wind up making itself into the news anyway. Right. Um, we're definitely not in the business of boring anybody with shit they could already either read or avoid reading because they're not interested anyway. Mm-hmm. So, the shit that is of interest to us will be under what's tea. Right. And, <laughs> yes. So, in terms of articles, we actually have one article um, for this episode. This was brought to my attention because it was uh, an article that the writer had reached out to me about on Instagram. Mm. And so the title of it is America Has a Drinking Problem. And this is in the Atlantic. Uh, and so what she said to me, it was like a, just this really long ass survey, uh, just asking about just drinking habits. Mm. And not even my own, just partially my own, but also drinking habits of like customers, like drinking habits, like just patterns of, be potentially noticed just as a bartender, like from guests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just different behaviors that we've noticed just to be something that's become a regular thing, mm. which is very interesting. Yes. Um, this is a super long article. I highly recommend people read it, but I won't bother going through the whole thing with people. But 
the consensus of it that I was gathering was just uh, the writer Kate Julian. She was uh, essentially drawing a correlation between like behaviors of America old mm -hmm. and of America current. Okay. Um, there's been like a habit of like excessively drinking mm -hmm. and then as a collective just coming to a like ceasefire <laughs> when it comes to drinking. Like, mm -hmm. Super, super overconsumption, doing the most, and then it just drops, and you're binging, de I mean, not binging, you're, uh, like, dry toxin, dry, yeah, the dry January, <laughs> the dry year, or whatever yes. people attempt to do, because it never lasts a whole year, but, right, um, talking about that, like, pattern, so, yes. like, she had started with just addressing, like, before the Americas we even discovered, when it was taken from the, the Native Americans, just even on that boat ride over, they actually wound up stopping short of where they were going because they didn't want to run out of rum. Uh, they were afraid they were going to run out of either. It was run out of rum or gin, either one. But both have been around goddamn forever. Forever. Um, so they were afraid they were going to run out of their... You can't do that. Their fucking alcohol. And so <laughs> got dropped off in the Americas. <laughs> upset. <laughs> waiting for alcohol. See? And the first thing that they got imported... What's up? Oh. Why? <laughs> you know, they're already growing food. Mm -hmm. I need to worry about that. Food's already being grown. We'll, we'll take what they have. We need the booze. What we need <laughs> is our rum and our gin. <laughs> Before everyone gets too sober. We need the booze. Like shit. And so she went from that to like talking about how George Washington um, made his way into office by having like private meetings with people serving them alcohol, buttering them up, like made it into office. And once he made it into office and he realized that America had a drinking problem, mm. then condemning over drinking while also having the distillery and Mount Vernon still exists <laughs> uh, in Alexandria. But um, yeah, so just this pattern of like, I'm gonna do the most up until it does no longer benefits me that I'm going to be a hypocrite and condemn everyone who consumes too much. Like, <sighs> which is like the habit, same with obviously the rise of production of alcohol in the U.S. and then the prohibition hits. Mm. And then it skyrockets right back again. First of all, it never really stopped even when the prohibition hit. It was just underground. But the underground scene of it was very heavy. Hence why we have so much of the speakeasy culture to refer to now. Mm -hmm. um, in more modern times because obviously we're not really in hiding anymore but it's just really fun to have like a hidden kind of spot yes. but that comes from a real place of uh, wanting to continue to drink even when it is against the law to do so if that doesn't indicate a nationwide drinking problem I don't know who does I mean, I think the drinking <laughs> that just not wanting to be told what the fuck to do like it doesn't, yeah. it's hypocritical so yes. if, while I understand the continuance to drink even during prohibition because I would have definitely been in the speakeasy. Of course. I would have absolutely either been behind the bar or a cocktail made it, whatever right. they were called back then. Um, so I definitely would have been part of the movement, but it doesn't make it any less hypocritical for me. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I That's also, not. I don't mind being a hypocrite sometimes. <laughs> so I will own my shit when I'm a hypocrite. So it's good for me. Look, I I think um, when I think about America and having a drinking problem, I think about 
the holidays and everything being made into a drinking day. Like literally every that is, holiday is a reason to drink. That's how brands get by. Yeah. Right? Or businesses in general. There's so many. And then there's the nationally, internationally declared days of like yes. National Whiskey Day, Bourbon Day, Julep Day. That Decker started day, Rum I, day. I mean, these days probably have always been happening. Day. <laughs> but for me, it's starting to be like, this is what you post about on this day. Like it was heightened now in 2020. Like, right? It was heightened. Like how do we every know, all these days? single I know I had a calendar with every single it's national, be a water international day. day. Like Where's the where's, where's the, the water where's, day? Where's the where's water, water month? Where we just detox on a straight fucking H two O and give our livers a break? Where, yes. there is no yes. such thing no. because every month has a drinking day. Every single seriously, <laughs> whether it's named after a spirit or a cocktail or just a holiday where you just there's a certain type of drink you drink on that day. Like it's every month. Every month. Like, in Juneteenth, don't even got nothing to do with alcohol. Somehow, though, there's going to be a cocktail from every brand. (laughs) For Juneteenth. And it's all going to somehow tie you back into... The the Black American struggle. How how do you celebrate emancipation? Or how do you celebrate emancipation and the pain (laughs) and the trauma inherited by your ancestors without alcohol? How do you do it? How do you cope with alcohol? Apparently, is the thing. But that's America. So that brings us back to the article where yes, it's kind of hard to not have a drink. For real though. I mean, I like to drink for almost everything. I definitely don't need an excuse to celebrate. No. I don't. For Absolutely me, it's like, oh, I've completed what I need to off my to-do list. Wow. Let me make a daiquiri. This yeah. sounds refreshing. Y'all, I've been trying not to drink three days out of the week. Did not happen this week. Happened last week, though. Really crazy. And I'm trying to, like, go, go to Friday and drink. Maybe Friday through Sunday. Yeah. And even then, not go crazy. Yeah. Like. And, and I don't even drink to, like, party and blackout. No. Know, it's never my intention. It's it's <laughs> just the fact that only thing that happens in my house is I'm drinking a drink or I'm drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So when I don't want water, I want a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And then it's like, you gotta drink three times as much water as your You cocktail have to. For it to be balanced. You have to. And it was so funny, like you said, when you finish a task, right? So, like, I was, when I would finish something, I'd be like, ooh, this would be a nice time to make a drink. Wind down with a cocktail. And I, was just like, I just have to tell myself, no, no, let's drink. Let's make ourselves a lemonade. So I was like, I could do this. Or a good mocktail. Make I'm, trying, I'm just trying to do the mocktails. I have so many syrups in my house. It's like, I can do something. Girl, syrup, soda water, citrus. We done. And call it a day. And then I add soda. I'm like, damn, this has been great for some percent. <laughs> <laughs> you just want that extra. Mm-hmm. That extra little. <laughs> Not little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's get into our third. Ah, uh, can we? Yes, let's sip on our third. Mm-hmm. So the third one. We're moving a little further to the Midwest now. Awesome. I'm not about to say that color don't look right. <laughs> so this is from Santa Fe Spirits, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, Lost Lantern did a single cast release. Uh, I think it's like one through like 10 or so. Um, and this is one of the single cast releases. This was actually Lost Lantern single cast number one. Mm-hmm. And this is from Santa Fe Spirits. They're actually one of the founding distilleries to establish the 
the American Single Malt Standard among the commission. Okay. Uh, I think there's, there's about nine or so um, distilleries that all came together to establish the standard. So, yep, nine. So, Santa Fe is one of them. Virginia Distilling Company is one of them. And Westford is also one of them. So, okay. three of the five that we're going to be tasting um, actually set the standard for American Single Malts as we taste them right now. I love that. One, I think my first... Um... Well, I guess it wasn't a single malt, but Delbach, this is reminding me of Delbach, which also comes from New Mexico or Arizona. One of them areas. I put them together all the time. Arizona and New Mexico. But what they do out there, I think it is a single malt because what they do out there, so you know in Scotland with their malts to malt their barley, they use peat and they smoke peat to stop that um, germination of the of the barley. And um, so they, they use, they they use, use pea in their malting process. Uh, in America, they use mesquite. Some people use mesquite, especially that, in that area of that Arizona would explain and mesquite. Right? And that if explains that barbecue smell. Yeah. That's happening. It's, 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 it's not happening. giving me coffee and chocolate like, in a no. like I would expect to get. Like, yeah. It's definitely giving more barbecue. Yeah. It's giving that mesquite kind of sweetness. Like a little, I'm getting a little honey. Yeah. It's like honey and smoke. Yep. Lots of smoke for me. Mm-hmm. Lots of smoke for me. Like we cooking outside. Yeah. Makes me go to my cookout. Definitely. It's it gotta be a good cookout though. Like That's why I'm happy down. I have a grill now because I can control the type of cookout. <laughs> <laughs> Some people cook out, you just can't like the barbecue sauce just be slapped on the chicken. It's not it <laughs> just slapped. It was marinated. <laughs> Did you marinate? That's how you know we eat with black people. It needs to be marinated. Please. Like, I need to feel like my grandmother was no, having this in the fridge, just sitting yeah. in juices for two days. That's what it's about. about to fall off the bone. Okay. Right? Because, honestly, if I'm coming to see your barbecue and y'all didn't talk about the days of preparation that went into I mean, days. That's not a barbecue. Day. This ain't no real you barbecue. Threw together this fucking no. half ass. <laughs> Haphazard cookout. You need to know that you've been marinating this for 12 hours if or so. If you went shopping and bought me a bunch of frozen shit and you just slapping sauce on it. Don't con me. Uh, don't call me. <laughs> I'm not the guest for you. Okay. I'm the guest that's waiting to, to taste the rosemary and yes. sage. And I want to have the chopped yeah. herbs up on the... Mm-hmm. I want that on my chicken skin. I Falling want off the bone. Mm-hmm. I want good singed chicken thighs. Okay. With that... Mm. Yeah, and I want a kick in my sauce. I want a little tinge of sweet. <laughs> it's all types of expectations I have for this cook. I want you, you know what? I've been trying to figure find good barbecue. I want to lick on my fingers. I want the whole the mm-hmm. whole situation. That sounds so good. A good ghetto night. Licking <laughs> on my motherfucking fingers because that's not a normal thing me. All the, I'm queen napkin. I'm trying to lick my fingers at a barbecue though. But I'm trying to lick my finger past my knuckle like like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wait for real. Real life. <laughs> Anything less is just not. It's just not acceptable. This is not right. It's, I'm, I refuse to accept. Is this a real barbecue? As my standard of care. What is your real barbecue? Let us know. Fact. <laughs> yes, by the time y'all be watching this, it's all types of rooms for you to comment, subscribe, mm-hmm. like, do all the things. So. For real. Definitely one of your favorite parts of the barbecue. I think they did. I think there there's mesquite in this. Or smoked with oh, it's gotta be. Oh wow. You know what spirit it almost mm. reminds me of wow. just in that mesquite 
kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ranger Creek Rim Fire out of Texas. Okay. Also Midwest. Yeah. Technically. Or Southwest? We call that Southwest. I think we call that Southwest, not Midwest. South Texas yes. is Southwest. Yep, Southwest Either way, Mexico, Arizona, yep. It's right there in the middle. It's doing that thing. It's given that. It's given that desert vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's given that like we have dry heat. We got tumbleweeds somewhere. This is definitely giving. I'm sorry, y'all. It's barbecue off rip. Like it's just smelling that smoker. There's a bit of uh, almost savory. I know salinity is not the word that Robert first used when doing WSET. However. <laughs> I let me go with his alternative, which is wet rock. Mm hmm. Yeah. I could call it wet rock. Yeah. Uh, it could be like a boulder that just got rained on. Yeah. So like the petrichor. Petrichor. The petrichor, y'all. Which is essentially cement after it's been rained on. Yes. That's all. It's <laughs> petrichor. If you, if you ever want to break out the words for the girls, petrichor okay. is it. <laughs> I'm going to be whipping that word out for the rest of my life. And for sure. Especially in tasting scenarios. It's giving petrol. Yes. I want I want to look some dumbfoundedness to come like, like, what, what is that? Oh, you didn't know. Okay. Let me hear you. Because I did. <laughs> no, what he told me, I was like, wow. When he said it, I was like, oh, that's oh. And then I was doing that's a words. Thing. I think it, was, it might have been Kyra Designer. And um, someone asked when I said that, they were like, oh, is this like winter petrichor or summer petrichor? Now, how are you about to try to narrow it down even further? But look, it do be different. That's summer it is, rain. No, it's different. It's that's different. summer rain. Because there's different like, from that oh. rain that sits and freezes mm. on the cement versus that rain that evaporates right off. Oh. And then you're smelling more like grass notes and yes. things like that. Whereas I said, ooh, it's heavier in the cement and the, the salinity. That's the seasons for me. And when it's cold out. So <laughs> they were going to something, but still. <laughs> I, I said, ooh! And I knew exactly it was summer at that point. It was like the it. summer. I was like, it was a summer petrichor. Petrichor. <laughs> that was tasty, okay, so though. About, okay, so we're talking about the article. I don't know how American probably has a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but the only thing I was going to say about that, like, just kind of in closing out of this topic, though, after reading it, I did notice, like, a, now that like quarantine is coming to kind of a close or whatever people get back outside and that type of thing people drank so heavily during this whole pandemic portion of life mm -hmm. that i've noticed more and more in conversation even with like with you and talking to greg both of y'all were taking like a break blake was taking a break Child, and we don't take breaks so that's everybody everybody at the same like kind of time frame yeah we started to take a pause from drinking yeah. and like have a moment to detox. So I definitely get in the article where she was addressing like this collective like heightened drinking and then also kind of falling off and having this mm -hmm. moment of taking a break just as a collective consciousness. So I found that to be interesting. Yeah. Because it, it, I didn't it, even yeah. tie it all together that so many people at the same time were taking the same pause. There are new like, sober people I know, you mm -hmm. know, like I think like you said, I think quarantine really pushed people to their limits on that, For right? Sure. Like, it For was sure. no longer like, I'm doing this because, you know, I enjoy it. I mean, it was, but then it was also probably moments where it's like, bitch, I just need to drink. Yeah. And forget this day. I can't get my unemployment. I can't get a job. Yeah. I don't know what to do. 
I'm in, in, in the darkness settles and that sucks, right? That we reach for a bottle at that point, but I think people that did that are newly sober right now. Yeah. You know, it, it showed them some lights that was like, oh, I gotta... I think it showed people what they were capable of, yeah. like, in a negative sense, too. Just, like, how far you're really capable of kind of going, going down the far. rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have that type of time on your hands. I'm never trying to have that much time ever. Well, no. it was I have nice, time on my hands, but, like, <laughs> but I need the financial support behind, behind it. <laughs> like, I don't want that's that much time it. on my hands while I still got bills to pay and I'm still not sure where Confused. the checks are going to come from. Okay. Like, that's the only part for me where it's like, that needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, it's, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I definitely found that correlation to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Ciao. I really am taking my break because I'm trying to lose weight somehow, some way. Um, that is also <laughs> what's been what's contributing to my like. Let me drink less yeah. <laughs> because I feel like just the further I've gotten into my career, it's just become more and more habitual. Mm-hmm. Because I'm working behind bars while I'm making drinks, right. tasting drinks, class. Also at home trying to build my own business where yeah. I'm making drinks, tasting drinks, posting drinks, like making content and actually making the real drink and not like using filler liquids or spirits or whatever like i'm using real shit that i actually drink so i'm drinking my fucking cocktails by the time i'm done with these pictures yeah very much i'm not wasting my shit but that creates the habit of just just drinking just because you can mm-hmm. like having so much shit at your disposal like that it becomes very easy to just, to just do it just because you have the ability to do it. Yeah, for real. And that has definitely been my experience. It's real, though. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's just become habitual. It's not even like, oh, I feel like I need a drink because I'm no. going to be upset without it. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, my God, this was really good. Let's mm-hmm. see how this is with Right. Let's see how this is with some strawberry and some rose let's water. Taste, like, taste, let's taste. give it a roll. And see what's going on, <laughs> and that just it can spiral. I'm it thankful can spiral. Yeah. that I have the cognizance to kind of catch it before it spirals. It becomes like a oh I'm dependent on it type thing. But mm-hmm. I've definitely had to come to the realization for myself that it has become a habit. Yes, and it's a habit that I have to like break and not just reach for it just because it's within reach. Reform it as you know, yeah, reform yeah. the habit. Yeah, mm-hmm, for, for sure. sure. For sure, honey. I have resulted to making cocktails, like, when it comes to just content, like, making cocktails with spirits I don't really care to drink that much or whatever. Like, if I've tasted it and I don't really love it that much, I can make a cocktail with that as a stand-in for something else that I do really care about and mm-hmm. I'm actually featuring, like, and that way I don't feel bad if I don't drink a cocktail <laughs> because the spirit in it, I'm not as attached to. <laughs> but I do get attached to my spirits. Yes. I am that deeply invested. <laughs> she not playing. Oh, that I have the one that I will just not touch. It's really not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> for sure. Whatsoever. <laughs> so, for our second question of see. <laughs> Finally, just finished the finale of Legendary on the lovely HBO Max. Let's go to my fourth sip real quick. Okay, let's go to the fourth. Because we do have a fifth kind of bonus sip that we'll do for that we'll sip off with you. So now this one, Wanda Back, is really cool. Yes, this is their batch three. They actually have a batch four that's out. We never got it in at Zillow. I guess maybe it sold out before it got to us. 
But um, their batch three. I mean, all three of the batches is really good, but I want to say that's my favorite bottle on the table. This I like that. It's pretty, right? I do really love the and shape. Each batch is a different color or pattern. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And batch one is like this red pattern. Batch two has got this blue and yellow situation mm. going on. Then we got the three for batch three, and then four is like more yellow with like some accents of like I think black and white. They're all really pretty, and they're out of Hood River, Oregon. That's Hood River. Exactly. <laughs> they make amazing mocha. I mean, their the nose is just really rich. I'm really curious. sweet, but yeah, it's yeah. given like. Like, if I cook mm. down sweet cherries, yes. I just, like, reduce them down to almost a syrup, it's, like, yes, it is definitely that smell. And it is also giving, it's also giving fresh coffee bean before it even touches a grinder. Mm. I feel like I'm reaching a little bit on the nose. Like, I feel like I'm trying to reach for more. For more stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, here we go. Mm. Wow. Tannins right up front. That was so easy to drink. It's Whoa. super smooth. What's the proof on this? So thing? smooth. Let me see. <clears throat> proof on the Wander Bag Batch 3. And I think all theirs are 90 proof. Yeah, 45 ABV. Okay. Not bad at all. Mm -mm. It's smoky, almost like, almost like ash smoke, or, or you know what it is? Like, like burnt coffee bean. Yeah. Because it's still giving coffee bean. Yes. But it's giving burnt something. So I was gonna almost say like it's definitely the way smoke. it tastes like when you get to the end of a J. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we also call that burnt coffee. <laughs> that was in that smoke and the ash aspect for sure. There's something in this that's making it's uh, I I, I want to say apples on the nose, but. It's like it's giving me torched apple. Yes. On the palate. Yes, like a very like, warm. Like if I literally put a, a kitchen torch to some yes. apples. Kept that burnt apple at all. Kept that burnt skin on and bit into it. Or almost like an apple candle. You're like, maybe yeah, Yankee. That's me. Mm-hmm. Yankee's like, a popular apple pie, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It almost give me that. Because like the a candle part candle. is that burning aspect of it. Yeah. But it's a very pungent fruit note. Exactly. Where it's, it doesn't taste concentrated, but it can smell that way. Mm hmm. Yes. It is smoky. A lot more smoke on the palate. Mm. And chocolate. Mm hmm. And this is giving me dark chocolate. Mm hmm. It's giving me like a dark chocolate candy bar. So it's not like that dry cacao type right. dark chocolate. It's still something that I could bite into and like enjoy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Almost like like I buy dark chocolate covered almonds from Trader Joe's faithfully. <laughs> it's like the dark chocolate around that almond mm. without the nuttiness. Mm -hmm. Because it's still got that essence of sweet because they're still serving kind of a candy. Yeah. But it's not but it's not milk. Oh, I just got a cinnamon bomb just now. It's got the spice at the end. Mm -hmm. It's definitely it's a it's a long finish. And when we talk about finish, it's yes. literally the way that spirit sits on your tongue for the duration of that taste. Yes. So it can be a very short finish where you get those initial flavors and next thing you know, all of it's kind of gone. It can have a medium finish where you're getting some different flavors in the beginning and it kind of slowly but surely fades out. Um, whereas a long finish, 
like as we're still talking through this, I haven't sipped it again yet, and I still taste it on my yes. palate even now, and I'm still getting notes that were different from how it even started in the beginning. That's a long finish. Yes. Um, where it's just lingering and still giving you things to contemplate. If you still have tasted kind of one thing fully throughout and it's kind of tapered off, that's not going to be considered a long finish. This is definitely, and if we had to call this any level of like complexity, I would give it definitely complex. But mm-hmm. For sure. Because it takes you on a journey of flavors. That's pretty tasty. I actually haven't broken this batch three out for over a year. Mm. That one, that's one of my ones that's been in the cut. Tasty. But y'all, we have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just gotta pick one to finish and take like a shot before we pour the last one. <laughs> okay. I personally choose the Virginia. Okay, I was gonna say, I'm gonna let you pick it anyway. <laughs> the Virginia one for me. We gotta take it yet. We can, we can wait and still sit. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, we finished, we just finished Legendary season two today. This season was off the charts, y'all. It was definitely off the charts. It was off the charts. And like, Legendary imposes, sorry, my introduction to ballroom, like, I guess like that's my firsthand experience. I know it's not firsthand, but. And so understanding now what the elements of you know ballroom and voguing is i felt like i was a judge on my chair and my in my couch <laughs> after watching three full seasons of pose one full season of legendary <laughs> watching paris is burning yes. watching um my house on vice which mm. is a really great show that it was just highlighting like it was focusing specifically on new york um and it was, I think, like three or four different people they focused on that were in the ballroom community. Tati being one of them. That mm, was my introduction yes. to Tati. Because at that time, she was 007, which mm. is when she was a free agent. So yes. she didn't have a house. Oh. So she was going and just competing as her. Oh. Which was great. And yes. it was just like, I love watching that journey of like seeing her on my house there. And then seeing her in House of Moogler for Legendary. And killing And it. fucking killing everybody that she and she ate every fucking category. Woo! Just stuff like that just warms my spirit. I don't want to rewatch it. Oh bitch. You may have to tell me <laughs> twice. I may rewatch her. I don't want to rewatch the finale. I'm the type of person that will if I like something enough, like I still watch Sex and City all six seasons. Over and over again. <laughs> it's one of those shows I can play in the background. I know all the words. Yeah. And it never gets old. Yeah. And I still always take something away from it. Whether mm. it's, bitch, how was y'all doing this in y'all 20s and 30s? Mm. I don't get it. <laughs> or it's like, oh, maybe that's a good way to look at it. Like, <laughs> like, it's just something that I take away from it. Whether it's what not to do or what to do. Yeah. So I would never get rid of Sex in the City. I would never get rid of Legendary. No. I would never get rid of Pose. So I always, amazing. I hope Netflix keeps it. It'll line up forever, but they probably won't because licensing will license. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to do what they do on the capitalist side, but um, yeah, it's no, Legendary was everything. So, Legendary good. was everything. Season two was everything. Even though the judges were on that bullshit this the season. The judges was on that bullshit this season. It was a bunch of bullshit. Bro, let's talk about <laughs> judging, bro. Judges, the judges were the problem this season. It wasn't it really fucking was. houses. Where was the constructive criticism when you needed it? It was straight criticism. It wasn't 
Constructive. It was nothing constructive. <laughs> like I was, and it was like, y'all want people to like y'all. Y'all talking about some shit that sound like y'all want people to. It kiss was y'all like ass they read shit. all the comments on Twitter last season and then didn't know how to act. Like, like what? now they felt the need to be overtly nice and like. I guess on one hand I get it. You don't want to crush people's souls because I don't agree with that either. Right. I'm I not agree. with that type of shit. I think that's fucked up. Especially when people like put their whole lives into something. Don't crush your dreams. Hat <coughs> <Like> shit. <laughs> Tiffany hat cutting funny like that. Tiffany tipsy boots. It was Tiffany being tipsy boots. Down for me. I'm not opposed to somebody being tipsy boots, and I am one known to be a little mean when I'm drunk. So I get it, uh, and I relate to it. But <laughs> why did this have to be a drink outing? Where you had then had to turn around and be mean and chop else. people, aka Honey Balenciaga, that didn't deserve to be chopped. No, it just didn't make sense. That floor was, performance was everything. Honey Balenciaga's floor performance in the finale was everything. Can't believe that. And it just didn't make any sense. She was given what it needed to be gave. Gave. Tens across the board up until Tiffany's old tipsy ass <laughs> decided to give her a chop. Oh, was it? It wasn't. It, it was a floor. Was it was a floor. It was a new way. Yes, it was always new way, and old honey way, was giving new way. Mm, and just because she wasn't feeling old way, the whole team. Is, and first of all. I don't even remember which person in Balenciaga was doing over what. Oh, and it was uh, a cha cha. No, it was one of the other girls. It was Tariq Mugler. Tariq Mugler. Tariq? 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 I don't want to fuck it up. Mm, you know who he is, honey, but she was giving away yes. on the uh, final three. And it was episode. her first time. And it was Virgin. Uh, it was Virgin Owe New Way. Over Just it. to top all the shit. Over it. So they was giving Virgin Old Way New Way and Miss Honey Balissi Aga came out and served. It was giving It was giving kitty kitty. Sir. Kitty kitty scurry across the stage. When I said the jaws dropped. Yes. Oh, giving duck walk and just the whole jeune spins and dips, giving everything. And was fucking slept on. Tiffany had just with the upset. It was crazy. The wrong type of upset. Wrong Those who type. watch sports know upset is usually a good thing. Yeah. As long as you root for that team. Well, this one just wasn't great. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. Tiffany played, but then Melissa Yaga still came out and got the points that they needed. At the yes, end of the day, they, did. they still saved their spot at the end of the day. Yes, they did. <sighs> it was just the journey that it took to that season two the was a two journey. weeks of bullshit to get there. Like mm-hmm. fucking with honey, I just don't understand. Why were they doing that? Shaw, y'all knew good and well. Maybe because she was dealing with the the passing of her. I think it was her sister. Yep, old sister. Also, honey, sorry if I'm mispronouncing you, but everybody does the she, her, yeah, sis, all the things, and then it becomes a bit blurry as to what's appropriate to just yes. regular. Talking about somebody, right? Whether to use he, she, they, mm-hmm. and so forth. So, feel free to correct me if you watch it. Hope you do. <laughs> All right. Let's try to figure out how to send it to you. Like shit. <laughs> no bullshit. Because we are a fan, tag, honey. Definitely gonna be tagging on Twitter. We're so. a fan. We no, are a fan of yours, and we don't like how they portrayed. Yeah, I'm and like, and they, they didn't even portray you in type of ways the way they kept going after you for no reason, honey, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. 
at all because there's you can be con there's a you can be confident when you're like honey yeah it was the amazing of having an ego for me and i'm just like if somebody is fighting for their house and trying not to go home I'm not expecting warm, bubbly, kiki. No, games. I'm like, expecting this. Bring I'm, me in. I'm expecting passion. I'm expecting energy. I'm expecting confidence. All of which I felt like we got. Um, but they were just looking for somebody to give them, like, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood at that point. And that was not what it was supposed to have given. The judging, not at all. The judging on one hand, was somebody else is, like, angry in the face and damn near crying and channeling their past friend and da 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 yeah. you take it and you embrace it at that point but then when it's like somebody who's doing dealing with a hard. similar thing yeah going hard with a straight face but they're flawless and they're fluid Woo! and they're cleaning their lines and they're doing what needs to be done and they're making eye contact and doing we're like what else do they need to what else the fuck make this human why still do like for you? Make this why human. do I need to cry for you why do I need to make you feel I'm better? not gonna cry just because that's what you that will make you feel better the journey was too personal for me it yeah, was just. It was like wanting was, too much of a personal like. I need you to make me feel something. Like, mm, why can't we just flow with them on what they're feeling? Let's talk about the fundamentals and then let's go after that. After exactly that's after the fact. But I Child. mean, either way, she saved her house. Okay. Right? And they made it to the final two. Okay. And they did what needed to be done. Okay. Gave chills multiple times. Yes, it. multiple times. Season. The entire season. It didn't quite give what it needed to be good compared to Moon Glare. Welcome okay. one superior house that got $100,000. Yes. Cheers to Moon Glare. Cheers Congrats. to Tati, honey. Yes, Miss Tati. Miss 007. So good. Turned house of Moon Glare. I'm here <sighs> for it. I think it's so great. I love it. But that's what's so great about like documentary style television is like. Do you want to be a legend? Yes. Do you want to be statement? Oh, oh, a star. A star. <laughs> <laughs> legendary. Legendary. All I really want to be is an icon or a statement. No one's legendary. Y'all, I'm sorry. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> that's me in my house. That's like that nobody. Crickets. <laughs> me. All I really want to be. Is it not <laughs> Just and it's like if you ever wanted to do a back tattoo down your spine, Ooh, legendary. That's that's kind of that's that's an advanced. I was gonna say spine <laughs> tattoos hurt. I have one, but <laughs> tattoos hurt. Period. So it's kind of like, <sighs> damn, it's it's all artwork. It's about where you want the art to be. I know. And I think legendary down your spine could be tight. I ain't got a back like that though. Girl, why not? John, John gonna be like legendary. <laughs> Stretch it out That's for you. Say, yes, hit that, hit that, that one, dog, bitch. <laughs> she had it right uh, nighttime complete. <laughs> legendary, legendary. They're going to take it in. Well, cheers. So, oh, yes, we're going to do our. I haven't finished watching. I just started watching Pose season three. So, yes, we just, well, I've watched it. We'll probably come I haven't seen it during the last episode, but I have seen all the way up until finale part one. 
So, oh Lord. Ooh, you got a lot left. Cheers. Chill, yeah. <laughs> Pray for me. Mm. Oh, so good. Actually, that was easy to take it down. That was so tasty. Virginia Distilling, y'all did that. Like, Virginia Distilling makes consistently great juice. Hands down. So tasty. And so... Our final kind of like bonus taster mm -hmm. is from Westward Distilling mm -hmm. out of Portland, Oregon. So we're still in Oregon right now. Yes. Staying on the West Coast. Um, this one is a barrel pick I'm actually proud of because I initiated it. Um, so I had picked, I narrowed down six barrels to three. Um, I had narrowed down six barrels to three um, and then sent the three to Blake and he actually brought he actually brought up picking the one that I ultimately wanted anyway. Which the universe manages to work that out, I guess. Because yes. we just have very similar palettes, which is wonderful. Um so even if he just picks something or I just pick something, we can kind of trust that the other person picks something good, <laughs> which is nice. Um so yeah, I really am happy with this barrel. We went through the most hoops to get. Um but yeah, it's finally in. It hasn't gone up for sale yet, but it will be by the time this episode is up. So, haha. -ha. Yes, and I got my little West for gloves. Yes. Oh, God. One thing I really like about Westward's just lineup, period. <laughs> about their whole lineup is that uh, their whiskeys are fruit forward. Mm hmm. Fruit forward, just period. Wow, they give you everything else you want from a single malt, but fruit forwardness is like a really big indicator for them. And they're another, another one of the initiate, I'll call them the initiating nine. Yeah. Established. And know, if y'all ever coin that, we need our coins. Well, that does. Initiating nine. Okay. okay. I'll be waiting in the waiting in the <laughs> rafters for my percentage. Yes. Yes, it's mm. so good. It's like giving really, it's giving really ripe tropical fruit, almost like mm -hmm. tapache. Yeah, like pineapple's been sitting, mango that's been sitting. Also, ate mangoes on the way here, so mm. I'm biased, but like, I've been obsessed with mangoes this summer. Mangoes are delicious. Every like two weeks, I'm buying mangoes. That's good. It's great, but I'm just like, where the fuck is this? How many you going through? For me, oh, like five for a week for me. That's like, good. One, one a one day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Like as my breakfast, I'll do a mango and like nice. some green tea. Nice. And usually that's that's it for me lately. Yeah. And not like with a smoothie. Mm. I'm getting the tropical fruit. I'm getting some. I'm getting milk chocolate. Yes, for sure. I get a little bit. I mean, of when wood. you said tea, it made me think tea coming out of here too. Ooh, like what kind of like black tea? Green. Ooh, like a brewed green tea. Yes, a brewed green tea. Brewed green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know what? It's weird to talk about smelling like the herbaceousness of like a tea leaf mm -hmm. in a spirit. So I'm glad we actually called that out. Ooh, it does. It's just giving me that for sure. All right, let's mm -hmm. do it. Mm. Oh, yum. So good. Ooh. Get a little brininess. Ooh, that is making my tongue tingle. Mm hmm. Ooh. Right, got I a say. lot going on. Peaches at the end. Definitely classifies. Definitely getting the stone fruit. Mm. 
very ripe stone fruit because I, I get apricot too. Mm -hmm. I get peach and apricot. Mm. Wow. Dare I mm. say it? I haven't done with water yet. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I've definitely tasted it multiple times, but. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. It's legendary, legendary. So much stone fruit, y'all, in that finish, and that's a, and it's staying. This is another one with a really long finish. Mm. And that peach, it's like almost like a pure white peach skin, yeah. To me, and like dried apricot, where it's really concentrated flavor, mm. concentrated just flavor. sitting on your tongue. Exactly. Oh wow! With the water, it just opened up so much on the nose for me. Damn, it feels. Uh, Sometimes you know what you know, but you can't but say you can't it. Say it right away. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I get the brine. I get the I get the stone fruit. I get a little little tiny bit of smokiness mm -hmm. from. Oh, it makes me wonder what the level of char was in mm -hmm. the oak. I feel like this could have been level three, level four char. Just because the smoke is really pronounced, but it's not like an extra finish or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just. You know what's super shirts. interesting about the single more category is there's no, uh, there's no distinguishing between um, ages. Mm -hmm. So like Santa Fe was just really light, right? And even Virginia still was pretty light, mm -hmm. even with a Kool-Aid cast finish. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a minimum of two years like bourbon and rye. Like wow. It, the age statement they can kind of play with. Yeah. Like the time in the cast they can play with. I wonder if the more popular... Same with type of barrels. Wow. They don't have... Does it have it's not... Right now, it's not regulated. So, yeah. it doesn't have to be a new oak barrel if they don't want it to be. I think it is a new oak barrel. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Wow. They don't want it to be. Yeah. They still call it a single one. Wow. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great and then it's not like... Because it's like, I like when there's a set of rules to go by when establishing a category. Mm -hmm. But then I also like when it comes to like rum, for instance, how there's no rules almost. Yeah. Like it just has to be a product of sugar cane. Mm -hmm. Everything else is a toss up. So like <laughs> there's just so much diversity. So rum has regulations in the countries that they're in. In the countries that they're made in. They're not like enforced. Puerto Rican style. Human yeah. style. Yeah. Spanish style. Right. Like. That type of thing is regulated. They're not but other than that, as much as they need to be. Yeah. It's just sugar cane spirit. Right. It's rum. Clary, rum. That's what what do you think? Rum. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think yeah, we can cover. Right. I think we should kind of make that an international thing. Like, we, you know, we taste through the different areas of the world. I got plenty of American-based rums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the. I mean, I just know of so many others. Like, I love. Uh, what was it Clermont? Rum agricole. Because I love rum agricole. Me too. It's it gives me like the mezcal of the Caribbean. Oh, <laughs> like, I love rum. Like agricole. I just really love the rum agricole and cachaca. Yeah, mm. cachaca too, for sure. So those tasty. are like my faves. Clarine is 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 becoming a fast fave too, though. Okay. Yeah, Clarine is is yummy. It is up there with the like really funky grassiness. Yes, for sure. I just like that to play with. Yes. I like it a lot. Also, like, um, what is it? Uh, like, they really age Bacardi's. Like, I like Bacardi Ocho. Okay. A lot. Mm -hmm. And I like Brugal, was that in 1888? 
Ooh, Brugat is, is my favorite. Do I have, so ooh, I have some over there. Ooh, you do. Yeah. Look, ooh, what's on the shelf? <laughs> what's on the shelf today? <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> yes, yeah, honey, I'm building my little rum to like no, shop. So your bar is building though. I see we're establishing Sorry. categories of shelves. Okay, I'm here we're for trying. It. I see it. I'm here for you know, it. We're trying to win together. I'm definitely here for it. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. I need to, you know, I need to. Yes, the bar is growing. It's, it's yeah, nice. Come over and see my new bookshelf. Now. Oh my gosh, it is so beautiful. It's so grand. It's, just, it's the height of the fucking room, which I'm so happy with. That is so nice. I didn't know it was going to. We got the, we got the wood for free. Yes, free wood. The shelf was already a unit. Of course, my granddad leaves him. Yes. He found um, somebody giving away sets of shelves for free. Oh, wow. So we have two of them. So that was the first unit. Uh And we got another one that's going to go in the loft. Oh, yeah. So that'll be good. We're probably going to cut that one down. I don't think the loft is as tall. You can't, yeah, it's not going to fit. But um, definitely, it's going to be like a full, it's going to go up the scope of the whole wall. So. That's gonna be cool. Love and I'm it. keeping the lights behind it. Yes. So um, so where are we eating? Girl, so <laughs> well for this one is where we ate at, pretty much. Okay. So the where we eating segment is where we're gonna be talking about different uh, bars and or restaurants that we have tried recently. Um, mm-hmm. our goal is to make it new spots, but it could also be, I mean, with everything opening back up and having gone through so many Everything's changes new. over the past year and a half. Every experience right now, until we've been to some places a few times, yeah. is going to feel like a new experience. Gonna so new. we're going to pretty much make this an excuse to go out together and do shit and then talk about it, <laughs> which is great. We're excited. <laughs> so excited about this. But yeah, so um, oh, yeah. this is kind of brought on by our most recent experience this past weekend at um, Nina May, which mm-hmm. is a restaurant in Northwest. Mm-hmm. Shaw area. In Shaw DC. area of town. Mm-hmm. And um, we did drinks after that, a little drinks and a little, little vibe oh, at uh, Never Looks Better for opening weekend. Shout out to Jeff. Yes, Jeff. And the whole team executing that at Never yes. Looks Better. Um, that is in what, Blagden Alley? Mm-hmm. That's the name of the alley where yep. we've got um, the, the Dabney's over there or not? The Dabney's over there. Dabney's over there, Columbia Room. room. Mm-hmm. That's the one. But Tiger they, they had a really good chicken sandwich over quarantine, which was nice. I never tried it. Was it good? It was good. Mm. And then it was if um, well, y'all started doing research. I tried it just to support them. And oh. I was like, okay, I'm writing a chicken sandwich. Like, I'm gonna run a rooster for a chicken sandwich in black home. But I like Columbia Room, and so I was like, just supporting them and trying out. I'm gonna try different chicken sandwiches and compare. Whenever you want to go to a tasting, let me know. Yes, my girl runs that program. So, oh, a Columbia Room. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Weekends. Well, it's gonna yeah. They only weekday evenings. Yeah. Well, we gonna cut this, but like you know, in Fire and Diner, we're you know this last week, so I'm definitely gonna have some free time. And I still break after that. It's our last WSET, so we're gonna have some our Mondays back. Still break, yeah. So. Good job. It's a break from WSET, but not at the same time. A break on like the the catch in with everybody. Yeah, it's really on your own right now. Fucking. The instructor, I won't even say no names of instructors because our go-to instructor, Rob, is fabulous. Rob is really fabulous. But our instructor for WCT Level 3 was just not given what it was supposed to be. I was confused. It was just, 
it wasn't much accessibility. It was only via chat. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she doesn't say anything except please reread such a such session section of such and such chapter. Where is the construction criticism? Help me out here. It doesn't tell me anything, sis. Like, oh, have mercy, y'all. What is it? I struggled through this course. Yeah. I really did. I'm still online, struggling, but we're going to figure it out. And I think I'm going to pass. are but... a struggle, period. Because I just don't do online classes. Like, I had no, to take two classes like... online to graduate college because Seriously. I just needed like a last like two points or whatever. It was the hardest classes I ever took in my four years. It's so disconnected. Unless I'm required to be there, focused within that designated time to be there, yeah. my mind's not there. Wow. I've always had other things going on at the same time. Yes. So it's like online studying is so hard. I'm trying to fit it in my free time, it feels like now, instead of like a oh. designated class time like it's literally free the only reason WSET is great is because I feel the so obligation true. to have my screen on yes. I feel the obligation to have my sound on yes. I feel the obligation to be physically present we're and here so we class it's class time it's like an hour and a half max like I can deal with that we can do this like but no the classes that I was taking in college to, to finish out my my fucking credits and shit I never finished y'all so there's that it was the most it was a lot. I did an independent so study course. I had to write a 20 page paper. Oh, what? And I was responsible no. for the entire course. Like, I had to set my course syllabus out myself. I had to assign a, a professor to monitor me and do progress checks with me. I had to interview people within the industry that I was studying and do a 20 page paper. Even so, it was better than having a teacher tell me what to do. So I was like, fuck That's true. <laughs> For me, it was worth it. I was like, fine. I decided it myself. I'll, fine. I'll take it because I did it myself. Just don't tell me what the fuck to do. Uh, and I will cash. That was good. All that mattered to me was not being told what to do. That's real. And I just, wanted to, I just wanted to control my hours. That has been like the, the consensus throughout my life. Don't tell me what to do and don't tell me how to spend my time. Let me do that. And, and I'll just show you that I can do it. Point blank. This <laughs> give me a ton of me over how I spend my time. Yeah. And I'm, I got you. Because the time you think I'm going to take to do it is not the time I need to do it. Right. Period. Period. And if I do need that type of time, that's for me to decide, not you. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> Why did we go there? Oh, but Nina mm. May. I'm like, yes. No, we were talking about Nina May. <laughs> So, so, y'all. Seeing that you introduced me to this place, tell us a little bit about okay. and how you even came across it to even decide. Google. All right. So, I wanted to go to this place called Oyster Oyster um, because my girl is taking on the AGM position there. And I went to go see her, but she went out in town. They closed down. They did some. They, I think they all went on a trip or something, which is pretty cool. Um, but I was like, okay, I can't go there. So, where else can I go? And I think I Googled, like, new restaurants or restaurants in Shaw or something like just maybe just like best restaurants best dinner or something like that and it came up and it was the top one and it had 4.8 stars oh. that's a high how many out of how many reviews though uh I think on Google there was like 70 reviews that's not bad yeah that's still not bad so I was like damn 
Hmm, you know, because you don't really get... Because 70 people, you 4. average 4.8. That's great. So when we... I mean, I personally probably would have gotten a 4.6, personally. Maybe 4.6, 4.5. 4. 4. 4. 4. 5, yeah. But I really enjoyed myself. Our server was awesome. Jesus was really great. He was definitely a five-star server. He was a five-star server, you know? Yeah. And... Y'all, we'll talk about that another day because that's that's we what, definitely that's a whole other topic yes, going on the show. Yes, bro. And as we keep getting into what we eat in, um, we will talk about service a lot. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> y'all gonna see what we particular about. But he did such an amazing job. He was great at selling the menu. He knew the menu. He upsold the shit out that what? menu. I tell you that much. That motherfucker knew how to hike the villa. Let's talk okay. about hiking the villa and <laughs> making us get a mediocre ass dish twice. Twice. We got two. Instead of getting the one that we should have got. Should have got two. Ooh, that's it's shrimp okay. toast. God damn. No one's probably different now. No. Well, they no one else last week. So maybe by next week it's different. Mm. So the one thing about this place, first the off, menu changes. Menu changes quite often, and their brunch changes every every weekend. Weekend. So it's like, damn, how do I know when I can get the shrimp and grits? Oh, that's what I know. That's my favorite brunch so food. We're going to shrimp and grits. I can't wait to have my with brunch splash, With a mimosa, a.k.a. bubbles with a splash of orange. But child, they're going to tell us that their cuisine is New American. They said New American. Meanwhile, we asked, okay, so what falls under New American? They list, he lists every country mean? outside the U.S. Sometimes it's Spanish, sometimes it's Dominican, sometimes it might be Irish, sometimes it might be Italian, Colombian. it might be German, it might be Colombian. So colonizing, got it. So very old American in the sense that you colonize just American. and reclaim. It's just American food. We like to call it New America. I mean, but he was confident and said it, and then I said, "Okay, well then, was, child, we hey, New America today." He bought into his training, and for that, he gets his job. yes, yes, for sure. So after we went there, we went to Never Look Better. Yes. And it just opened last week. Just so we went opening weekend on that yes, Saturday. Yes, we did. First off, y'all, we walked up. There was a line. We wasn't having it. It was a club line. Like, it was given. Like, if, <laughs> if college days, if you was in college, like, 2010, 2011, <laughs> you was going to Ultra Bar. You was going to Love. <laughs> He was going to, um, oh, what's that joint that started with like an eye? No, uh, okay. Yep, it was on. Oh, but like the five different rooms. In, 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 Ibiza? Ibiza. You was going to them type of clubs? Yes. It was like I that did. type of line. Chai, it was like, a line where every time you you thought you saw the end, but every time you get closer, you keep seeing more people. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, people like, what the fuck? First of all, mm-hmm. our either 30 or approaching 30 asses was like, what the fuck? It's the new this? DC and new America for me. It's the whole shit. I was confused. And it was like, everybody's ready to be outside. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. was back to wax. <laughs> Niggas was ready to be outside with no mask on. Yes. It was just the whole package was like, culture shock it was over line. the past year <laughs> so we didn't get in line hit up jeff he then we ended up getting in line and then as soon as we got in line they just let everybody in exactly so that was First nice of all, it was who's the asian dude with glasses uh, that, was it, that said why are you in line and i was like i'm wondering why she's in line too <laughs> like because I don't know how to walk. I, okay, one thing about me, y'all. I don't know how you to walk You have some humility in. about yourself. Okay, I'm not so going to be like, I So you don't walk up entitled to cut the line. It's weird Which is me. why the universe blesses you with opportunities to cut the line. This is true. 
That's true. But I definitely be like, mm, how can I talk to somebody on the back end? And then they come and get me to bring me up there. I don't, I don't just walk to the front. For sure. I definitely want somebody to come out and get me. Because more, it's more of not wanting to have the embarrassment of the rejection. Somebody rejecting you and saying, like, oh, you think you are? No way. You don't know who I am? Yes. But you do, though. Don't do that. Yeah. So you walk them glasses and all that. Mm-hmm. You look like a priest and why are you in line? <laughs> what are you doing? And we was all like, well, bitch, we don't know. <laughs> Can you look? This is. Like, you have presented us with a problem that needs to be solved. Okay. Thank you. So as soon as he starts walking us in the front, the whole line the comes whole in line anyway. anyway. So what the fuck? No, uh, the one nice thing we got to bypass was we didn't have to show our IDs. because That we was already, true. It was great. He so said it was all good. Got to walk in, didn't have to stop and show IDs and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. we got to just walk in, which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take it. Next time we come there, look better though. I'm looking to skip the line. Every time. <laughs> Every single time. But it's Low-key, cool. We just got plan. I'm planning. We got to plan it out in advance, and we also right, have to go. have our drinks in advance because. So, the concept. It's an amazing concept it's of what they want to do with this menu. Yes. First off, the place looks amazing. It's executed beautifully. And it's going to be a great place to dance. It's an Instagrammable spot. It's a dance spot. Uh, I'm so it's a nice that. That's not giving club though. Yeah. You know, like it's giving, okay, we just, we dancing. We're just dancing and drinking. <sighs> say that to the sick that I was disappointed in our drinks. And I got, we tried a lot of them. We drank a lot. Okay. I tried, because only one cocktail. We drank a lot of shots. That's not confusing. We did a round of cocktails, cocktails and, and I got two. Remember? You tried the second one. Yeah, and then I got some. Which I tasted two of these in Cavans. They had, yeah, I didn't get two of the same. Get two of the same. And they didn't get two of the same. So technically, yeah. everybody tried a round of drinks, basically. Yes. Um, and then shots. So I almost tried, like, I want to say I almost tried like 30%, 40% of that menu. Mm-hmm. And so the concept, though, is pretty cool, right? It's supposed to be a take on retro. Cocktails. When we say retro cocktails, that moment of We're history. Like eighties, nineties, late, yes. late eighties, early nineties, <laughs> early to mid nineties. Yes, Cosmo phases, martini, Long Island iced teas. That's what we're talking about, right? And it just it and felt flat. Last word. It felt flat because they actually had they have classics on there, and it fell flat. And it was like, damn, like this is really okay. Like I know this is a place to come and dance and all that. But I still want to enjoy my drink. I want to have a good I drink. I want balance in my drink, especially for the price point, which I'm not one to complain about a price point on cocktails because I understand that there's a cost right. associated with it. But, but if it's going to be at a certain price point, there's an expectation of execution that comes with it. Yes. And so if I'm tasting a $16 cocktail and it is like severely unbalanced. Yeah. That's not a $16 cocktail. Right. That's like a $12. I walked into somebody's open bar and I just happened to stumble across this for free and just take it because you get what you pay for type thing. So not like I'm paying $16 for something that's supposed to be And it was surprising because I love the mirror. I love the mirror. And And the the mirror mirror makes a great balanced, well-executed cocktail. This is also a place, though, where it's not a club-esque aspect right. to it. It's Doesn't very sit speakeasy. down at the bar. It's yes. more speakeasy. It's yes, more, true. you spent a little time behind your cocktail. Yes. 
Like, those are the expectations that come along with that environment. Whereas this was like, they're all batched. They're cranking it out. Clearly, nobody tasted this before they served Something it. Something happened. They just threw shit into the bottle and didn't taste it before they I served it. Or they tasted it and didn't care and thought everyone was going to be too drunk by the time I thought they were batched, but I don't think they were batched. If it was just bad like that. There was something it's even worse. Well, I, don't I don't know which one is worse. No, it hasn't been batched because that's what you said. Because remember, about they the couldn't give us the tequila, the tequila. The tequila shots. They yes, could only yes, give us yes. tequila in a cocktail, but not the shots. Because sure. they had Palomas, but no tequila I was shots. But they had Mezcal shots. Yes. Yeah. I was confused a little bit. I think you might have just said that because you didn't want to go back and get them out. Nah, probably. Because I saw they were busy. Danny carrying another bottle of Mezcal. Tequila? No, they had the mezcal. It was tequila they didn't have anymore. Right, okay. Right, yeah, I think yeah. maybe they bashed all their tequila stuff thinking people were going to go for that first. What I did like is that they have three... Okay, one... I, what I really did like, one, I love the space. Mm-hmm. Two... Love the neon lights. The, the DJ was love really the great. The uh, was Jesus, the DJ was really good. Love the, love the, the bodyguard. The, uh, okay, yeah, she, she was, was really amazing. Cool. She was really cool. She was so amazing and helpful to the rest of the team, sure. which was really awesome. For sure. And I love their menu, which yeah. I love the menu as in like reading it. I thought it was really sarcastic. It was. It was super <laughs> sarcastic, and they don't describe what's in each cocktail. At you all. don't know what's in any of the cocktails. <laughs> so or the shots. So I like yeah. that part too. I like the that retro part of like these are shots. These are shooters. You don't know what the fuck's in them. Except for I knew one, the Ferraris, Campari, and Fernet. But other than that, there's other two. One was like, it's blue. Like, it was like blue shooter. And then the description was, blue. it's blue. <laughs> I'm like, damn. That shit was funny. I appreciate that those stories. I, so I do me. too. I do too. I think, you know, once again, it was opening weekend. I'm definitely going back. I'm definitely going to make sure I'm yeah. a little bit more tipsy before definitely I go. Definitely going there more job. <laughs> And you know that our going out just showed that a flask is going to be into play again. Yes, we need to bring our. It's own. time to bring the flask back. We got to have our own cocktail kits in the cars. <laughs> I, for one, I'm not gonna say I'm having the car because I'm not drinking the drug. Right, anymore. right. No, we're not meant the bag. <laughs> I want the smoke. Okay. But I will absolutely Uber and flask. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna be having my fanny pack nice and tight. Yeah. And I'm gonna have a nice flat flat little flat flask. Try saying that fifty times. Have a nice flat flask and flat flask in the fanny. Uh for most of my nights out as long as I can help it. So (laughs) definitely the lesson learned. That was the takeaway. Mm -hmm. Just bring your flask for sure. We had some really great wine in the May though. The French Chardonnay was orange wine was great. Yes. It wasn't too dry. I've had orange wines that were way too dry. It was such a good appetizer wine. But it was such a good one. Yeah. And then a French Chardonnay, which is wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Rich. I was just about to say, shout out to Rich for his wine picks because... He always picks a good wine. It was great. Uh, It was like a nice little precursor. That plus the J on the walk was actually enough for me. Yeah. And then the little sips of mezcal was just like a pleasant finisher. It was so So, nice. It was very nice. Just make me realize I don't need to go ham and like throw back shots to have a good night no. like, at all. Like I can absolutely sip on some wine, have a sip of my shot, okay, and like be good, hit my J and just be floaty. Good old weed be legal in DC. Yeah. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, judgment here, honey. No, I loved it. I was needless to say, we'll be back. 
I'm good. I'm good. I want to go back to both of those places. Yeah, for sure. Don't know when, but I'll go the back. next one in May, I think, will be a brunch. I think we should do a brunch. We just so have to. We got to figure out when you'll be able to do a brunch. <laughs> it's gonna be when you're working like the afternoon shift. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably next week. Because mm-hmm. she switches. Brunch she switches us. Because I'm doing. Oh, all, okay. I'm opening this week, so. So it's like 10 to 6 when you open? Yeah, 10 to 6 when I open. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I can't wait well, to go. We might have our brunch experience by next week then. Yes! So, and then we'll try a new bar. Yes, y'all will, of course, y'all will know. We'll try like a late night spot. I gotta be able to, like, after brunch, take a nap and then come back out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, if you're not napping, you capping. In the middle of your day when you're trying to drink all day. It doesn't count. Put on your the eye mask. Make a nap. It's nice because you wake drink up like water. Mm-hmm. It forces you to stop, pause, drink water, rehydrate because you, you lose water when you sleep. Forces you to drink those chugs of water afterwards. Mm-hmm. You need sleep because when you sleep deprived and hungover, that shit sucks. That nap helps. It really <laughs> It all just does your body a, a great service. So that's a good takeaway. We okay. gotta give drinking tips on these. We will drinking tips. So my favorite other segment. Stay tuned. <laughs> Pointing. So to we don't you. have too many segments because we already went through these. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. see. Oh, yeah. To be continued. We'll see. We can switch so. them up. We can we can we can definitely dabble and switch and do all the things. Maybe as a part of ours, since we spent the first part of this introducing ourselves, maybe that can be like, like a drink tip will be like that thing we kind of included for that space. You're right. We're not going to introduce ourselves every time. Y'all going to have to come back to this episode if you want to take okay. behind the behind the career too. <laughs> and those type of things. Though there will be tidbits that kind of spill out into conversations that are relevant, of course, but you know. Yeah, I got what I got and I'm okay. trying to get and watch this in order to get it, honey. And that is our episode. <laughs> Cheers, y'all! Uh, this, this Western was like the perfect one to end with. To the official. It's like the most complex of the line. Episode one. Yes, the official. That's a clink. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, 28.